It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with Dan the coach and Jackie the skater. The fun will never end. It's derby time. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. This episode, it's going to get a little bit rambly. It might be a little bit sappy at the end. The talk with Miracle Whips a couple weeks ago just, it really resonated with me because she really articulated well some things that have been on my mind as well. This has been a particularly emotional week for me and um, for a reason I'll be explaining at the end of the podcast, but the focus this week is about getting past yourself and thinking about the team first. It's been a really thoughtful week for me because to start off, it there was my derbyversary. On May 15th, 2010, I walked into a roller derby boot camp in Indiana. I had an inkling walking in that it might change my life, but I really didn't know how much. I had all the gear, my used helmet from Play It Again Sports, my heavy outdoor skates, it was uh, the Skechers four-wheelers. Did you ever see those? They're actually really cool. They look like sneakers. The plates were really heavy, actually, but the wheels were so cool. They were like this pretty red translucent color with sparkles on them. They were flipping sweet. But uh, a skater took one look at my heavy outdoor wheels and was like, um, you really can't wear these. Like She's like looking at the back, like, see how the wheels are coned? Like, I, I honestly didn't even notice <laughs> they had literally like rounded off the edges, especially in the back till they look like cones on their sides. Cause I just, I skated outside for fun all the time, just, uh, around the neighborhoods where I lived. So that skater loaned me her skates that day, just so I could try this sport. Thank you. Scream Adana. And all these years later, here I am. So it it just gets you in this really introspective mood when you consider all these years gone by, all the changes in those years. I've been a part of three different leagues, and every year the team was different. Coaches came and went. Change is just a part of this. It's never going to stay the same. Change is the only constant, really. (laughs) So I was chatting with a really good friend of mine last night, uh, a former teammate who is retired from roller derby and continues to support the local teams as a fan. She really misses playing, but she knows she can't give 100% to the sport anymore. Her life has changed so much with her business and family. She only wants to play if she can do her best. And she also really wishes she could play for that one version of the team that she loved the most. So, you know, we reminisced over how good that season's roster was, what a great team, and you know what made it so good? 
it was always about the team. Everyone had one dream, one goal. Every team is different. Every team has cycles of their levels of enthusiasm and effort. And when times are good, when people believe, they put their personal problems aside. When they believe, they're excited to go to practice, work with their teammates. When they believe personal squabbles don't happen as much because you're a little bit more willing to give that benefit of the doubt. When you're believing together as a team, you concern yourself more with helping each other get better, offering up tips of things that are working for you to your teammates. You help each other out. You, you assist a lot more because you're all kind of together in this one goal. But in times of doubt, doubt in yourself or the team, the direction, whatever's going on, things start to happen. Like you might start keeping some of those things to yourself because maybe you're more concerned with competing for your spot on a roster or with playing time. In those times of uncertainty with your team, when you're not sure what your goals are anymore, what you're fighting for, if the other people are even into it as much as you, the cracks are going to show because people start to think about themselves more. It just happens that they'll withdraw into their own thoughts more, get into their heads about what people think of them, about their own performance, about the future. If any of this is even worth it. Like, let me explain it this way. Um, tonight I'm recording this on uh, Sunday. Tonight is the series finale of game of Thrones. So it's been a little, that show has been on my mind. I've been a fan for a long time. And in Game of Thrones, there's a character, Lord Baelish, known as Littlefinger, a very scheming individual. And he believes chaos is a ladder and you can climb it to the top. He's not a team player. <laughs> so he explains this philosophy to another character in the show with this quote. Sometimes when I try to understand a person's motives, I play a little game. I assume the worst. What's the worst reason they could possibly have for saying what they have to say and doing what they have done? So that's the quote. I truly believe that in times of doubt, you'll find people doing just this. And it's, it's not even because they're not scheming. <laughs> they're not trying to win a throne. But sometimes when you're a little bit divided, a little bit conflicted, Hearing something someone said, you're going to assume the worst. It's an easy jump to make, isn't it? When you're in the thick of it and overwhelmed and someone makes what they believe is a helpful suggestion, you're probably going to hear it as undermining all your hard work, that they don't believe in you, that you aren't appreciated. Have you done this? It's not too far of a stretch, is it? That person might not have even meant it that way. But in these times, you're going to hear it that way. Like, so how can we get better understanding from both sides in a situation like this? So um, let's flip that Lord Baelish quote. When you try to understand where a person is coming from, how about we play a little game? Let's assume the good. Let's assume the person you're talking to has good intentions. Let's assume they are saying something they truly believe is helpful. You might not be hearing it that way right now, but maybe they're actually trying to do this from a place of good. When you paint it that way instead, how does it come out? I, I find a lot of the worst assumed stuff 
comes out in text messages. So maybe let's stop and have a conversation in person or on the phone where we can explain our points of view. When a person is tackling 80 different projects at once, let's always try to assume that they're doing their best because they're doing it for the team. They don't have to do any of this stuff. They're definitely trying to do the best thing they can think of. And sometimes it's not easy. Actually, a lot of times it's not easy. And they go with the best thing they can think of. And it's really hard when anyone comes around later, right? So let's have a little bit more compassion for each other. Let's assume anyone trying to offer input wants to help. Let's express gratitude whenever we can for the efforts we see in our leagues on and off the track. Let's And let's also try to think before we speak. Is this comment helpful? Is it an idea we can act on? Or am I just complaining about a decision that was already made and making someone feel bad? Does this thing I'm about to say come from a place of wanting to help the team? Or is this just about me in this moment? Roller derby burnout. It's definitely going to be its own episode later. It's on the list. The list is getting kind of long. If you haven't heard the thing you wanted to hear that I said I was going to talk about, you should write in and remind me. Maybe I can bump it up. (laughs) I don't always remember to write things down when I'm in the moment doing an episode. This one is written down. So roller derby burnout. I really do find that when the whole team is on board and excited about the future, going to practice, times are good, people don't seem to get burned out. I think you'll find if you compare different times in your roller derby career to each other, you'll find that both times, maybe you were in the thick of it doing tons of stuff, but as long as everybody was happy and you felt loved and appreciated, were excited to play, eager for the future, you you didn't feel burned out. But in other times, when you feel like you're doing all this stuff and starting to wonder what it's all for, maybe other people don't care as much as you, that's really when the burnout happens. In these times of uncertainty where it isn't even clear if everyone wants this anymore. And sometimes it's a series of unfortunate events in people's personal lives all at once that fractures the camaraderie and the closeness of the team. Just a little bit, those tiny little cracks. It doesn't mean it's destroyed. It just means it's a little harder. Maybe it's hard for you to focus at practice or even attend because you've got so much going on. But when enough of that is happening, you start to look around at your teammates. It's like, you know, hey, are you here with me right now? Can you be here with me right now? I really need you. So when all this is going on, whose responsibility is it to get everyone on board with the dream? With being excited, like with working together, putting the needs of the team ahead of themselves. How do you flip this around when it's starting to go that direction? I'm going to say it's not the head coach. It's not the captain. It's you. It's me. It's all of us. If you want to see change, be the change you want to see. Set the example. Get out there. Put yourself out there. Be compassionate. Be uplifting. If you want to see positivity, bring it. If you want to see you know, intensity. If you want to up the intensity, you better up yours. (laughs) That is my new favorite cheer, by the way, up your intensity, up yours. I really love it. It makes me giggle and it sends a message that I, I really enjoy. And 
I've been asked by people writing in um, about numerous situations, what to do when this person acts a certain way at practice, makes other people feel bad, or this other thing happens that upsets the mood. Each, each situation is a little bit different, but it kind of comes down to a similar kind of blanket answer. My best advice I can offer, which isn't the easy cookie cutter solution, is be exactly what you want to see and experience at practice. Bring the effing sunshine. Bring the fire. Cheer people on. Work your tail off. Like, I can't promise it'll happen right away. It might take a while. But in my experience, people will usually gravitate to what you're putting out there and respond in kind. If you're having lots of fun at practice, they probably want to have fun too. Like roller derby should be fun. <laughs> if you're killing it out there on the track because you're working hard and you're having success, they're going to want that too. And they might come partner up with you more because they want some of that. It's not easy to go first to set the standard. Sometimes it's going to feel lonely, but if you can get one person to be on board with you to start, that's enough. Then you're going to get another and another and another. And pretty soon the last holdouts want to join in because they don't want to be left out of this happy, intense, fired up, passionate team you're building. All right. So let's take a quick sponsor break. And then we are going to continue by asking, how do you get out of your head? A very common question. All right. So. How do you get out of your head? Hear it over and over again and again. Ask this question a lot. And I have been through what feels like every battle you can have with yourself personally. Oh, my vast experience with being in one's head. So I did a whole episode earlier this year about punching sharks, which is my way of addressing those personal thoughts of doubt that try to come in and circle me. When they're circling all these negative thoughts, I punch a shark. So if you want to hear more about that specifically, go check out that episode. And you know what? We had two close games, two weeks in a row on my team. And I'm happy to report sharks were punched. I didn't even let them get close. <laughs> like in tough games with lots of pressure, I've honestly found that the biggest thing that helped me with getting past myself, getting out of my head is focusing on the team, on any team I've been on over the years. If I see a jam where my teammates are struggling, like they're out there, they're fighting, things aren't working, it, it looks like it's all falling apart. Instead of getting dejected and being like, well, I guess the other team's a lot better than us and we're going to lose. No, no. I get fired up. I see them out there. These are my friends and I want to help them. I want to be out there with them. I want to go to the front line and take fire for them. I want to help my jammer escape. I want to be the backbone of that wall. I want to take that star pass. I want to cut off that route for the opposing jammer running up the outside line. So when I see this happening, I look at the group I'm about to go out with and I tell them like, hey, that's not us. That's not going to happen to us. See what's happening out there? We're going to be strong. We're going to fight. We are going to be tenacious. Let's shut this down right now. And with my words, with my attitude, I, 
I tell my teammates, I believe in them and what they can do. I'm going to fight for my team. I want to fight for these people who are just out there in that tough jam and the people that I'm going to go out there with right now. I want to fight for my coach who gives so much of his time and energy to our team. I want to fight for the players who aren't on the roster right now and wish that they could be. I want to fight for people who used to play, who are retired and wish they could still be out there too. You need to have something to fight for. You've got to have a reason. So if it's you going out there being all like, oh, I guess we'll see what happens or, oh, they're stronger than me or I'm not good enough. Or, My endurance is crap. You know what? You're going to get beat and you're not going to get beat by the other team. You're going to get beat before they touch you. You're going to get beat by yourself. How much do you beat yourself out there? How much do you do before the whistles start to blow? Why do you give the other team ammunition like that? So I want to share some positive thoughts to replace in your head. Okay. I am strong. I am fierce. I am the skater. My team thinks I am. Let's say that again. I am strong. I am fierce. I am the skater. My team thinks I am. Think about your best moments on the track. When you didn't give up, when you were strong, when you were brave, you took a risk and it paid off. You didn't hesitate when you kept going, even though your body was aching, but your mind took over and created that urgent need to continue. That was you. You did those things. You were that player. Let's change that to the present tense. That is you. You are that player. And that means you can do it again and again. You can access that anytime. It's up there in your brain. Let's ignore your body for a moment. Don't tell me you're out of shape and your endurance is crap. That is something that's fixable. You know how. But what can you do in this moment? How can you push yourself beyond what you think your body can do right now? What can you do for them, for your team? You know, a big part of what keeps me going in long jams is that knowledge that my team believes in me. I know they do. I can see it in their eyes. There have been times in my career where I didn't believe in myself enough and it pained my team, the team I was on, to see it because they knew I could do it. It could see me struggling with myself, not our opponent, really just me. Sometimes I worried I wouldn't live up to my own hype, but where does that hype come from? It comes from actions, from the things I have done already that made my team believe. My team doesn't believe in imaginary things. They don't look at me and see a unicorn. I don't fart rainbows, you guys. <laughs> they see me with all my strengths and weaknesses. They see the full picture because they've been there with me when I found them, developed them, worked on them, experienced them, all my highs and lows. So they've seen me at my best and they deserve to see that in games. I deserve to have that payoff in games from hard work. Your team deserves your best, whatever you can give that day, whatever you know you are capable of being. So dig down and find that for the team. You could be the hero in the next jam. You could do it for them. You could do something amazing that makes them cheer. But instead of worrying about letting people down, 
Let's run to that opportunity to have the chance to do something great. You could do something great right now if you just drop all this crap that is weighing you down. Chase that glory. It's right there. You can go get it anytime. We don't get to do this in our normal lives. Let's do it right now. You can go and get it, but you have to believe in yourself, in your team, and your reason for fighting. Let's take another quick break, and then we'll finish out this episode. What are you doing this summer? Well, I'm going to go to a roller derby clinic at the end of June to get some learning from Miss Team Maven. Kingsford Crush Roller Derby is hosting a Miss Team Maven boot camp on June 29th and 30th at Mountain View Ice Arena in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Miss Team Maven is a star jammer for Gotham Girls Roller Derby All-Stars. Uh, I guess they're okay. And coaches boot camps and clinics nationally and internationally. She has also skated for New York All-Stars at those state versus state tournaments and at RollerCon in the big East versus West game where the skaters are voted on by the roller derby community. She'd be on Team East. I guess she's pretty cool. I have taken a couple classes with her at RollerCon and I can guarantee you're actually going to have a lot of fun and learn a bunch. But don't take my word for it. You can also check out testimonials of other people at MissTeamAven.com. This training camp is $80 for skaters, which includes a scrimmage shirt, and $40 for off-skates attendance. This camp will go over jamming and blocking skills, strategy and concepts, and end with a fun scrimmage. On-skates is limited to 60 skaters, and spots will go fast, so reserve your ticket now. I've included all the links in the show notes so you can just click and go. And how's this for a bonus? Kingsford Crush is also hosting a free ref and NSO clinic at the same time. They plan to discuss the newest rule changes and updates, casebook scenarios, and other relevant topics. What are you waiting for? I've got all the sign-up links for everything in the show notes. So that's June 29th and 30th at the Mountain View Ice Arena in Iron Mountain, Michigan, hosted by Kingsford Crush Roller Derby. And you could learn something from Miss T. Maven. See you there. All right. This isn't going to be as long as some of the recent episodes, but I did promise I'd explain why this week has been emotional at the end of the podcast. And here it is. A couple days ago, I had to say goodbye to my cat, Angel, whom I've been with for 13 years, pretty much my entire adult life. She was sick for a long time. Every day was about keeping her happy and comfortable as long as I could. She was so sweet. She was soft like a bunny. If I could carry her pain for her, I would have. I loved her so much. So when you care about your team, or in this case, your family, you put them first. She was my family. She was my team. We were in this together all the way for the last year and a half since she first started getting sick. I'd do anything for her and I did everything I could, but she let me know we had finally reached the end and it was time to go. Even though it was right and it was time, it was still hard to make that decision to meet her final need because if I could, 
I'd keep her forever. But that's making it about me, not about her, not about what's best for the team. So we said goodbye, and eventually I had to leave her. And now the house is a lot more quiet without her. I still have one last cat, her brother Collins. I used to have a dog and three cats. Now I have a dog and one cat. One cat left. (laughs) I tried to joke with him a little bit. I'm like, Collins, you're the last cat standing. (laughs) He seems pretty healthy, so hopefully we'll have each other for a long while yet. But I'm going to keep taking care of my team, my family, and putting their needs first. Because that's love. If you make the base of your team love, anything can happen. You'll go through anything for each other because of love. You'll push each other to greatness. You'll stand by each other in good times and bad. But somewhere underneath all of it, it has to be because of love. Like love for the sport, love for each other. That's the strongest bond you can create. The most sustainable source of energy will be that passion for the sport and team. That's love. We only get a short time together to do this. We can't do it forever. It will come to an end. We have to make each day count and remember it's special. It's it's special that we get to do this, that we get to play this sport, that we get this time together. It's fleeting. It'll go by so fast. And someday you'll be looking back, reminiscing on that experience, wishing you could go back for one day to that special time with that one special team, but knowing it's not there anymore. Yesterday, I celebrated Catterday by wearing my favorite cat stuff as a way to take a break from crying and have some fun announcing for a local roller derby game. Thank you to all my friends who joined in Catterday in person or on Facebook. You really made me smile and laugh and expressing joy is exactly what I needed to do. In honor of my cat, I am raising money for my local animal shelter so more wonderful cats in the world can find good homes. I want to celebrate Angel's life. So I'm going to set up a button on the post for this episode on my Facebook page. That's probably going to go up Monday. I don't really know how to do it sooner. And I'll probably add the link to the show notes um, in some way if you'd like to contribute or you can go find it on Facebook. And also, something you didn't know is that the cat on my shirt design for roller derby cathlete that was inspired by angel it isn't exactly her but it's supposed to be her that's my angel cat so if you go to the threadless store this week or let's make it for the rest of the month of may so you've got like maybe 10 12 days something in there um or whenever you listen to this if you go to my threadless store power fourth whistle dot threadless.com p-o-w-e-r the number four t-h-w-h-i-s-t-l-e dot threadless.com and you buy the roller derby cathlete design all profits from that style for the rest of this month will go to the animal shelter and i'm going to put that link in the show notes as well so if you like cats yeah <sighs> thank you for listening to this episode I hope you'll give me compassion for the rambling portions. I'm happy I was able to put something together. It wasn't easy. I was having a really hard time, and somehow I connected all the thoughts I've been thinking about this week into something that maybe is (laughs) semi-coherent, just trying to make sense of it all. 
I hope it was helpful to someone. Big thank you this week to Mel Practice and Madam Nomad for your reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's really helpful. Thank you, you guys. Every time you leave a review, it helps other people find the podcast. So subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. And we can be found on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be heard. If you want to leave a review, all you have to do is open up the Apple Podcast app and give it a second to load when you go on the show. And then it'll show the place where you can punch the stars, punch those stars, and you can write a review. It doesn't take very long. But, you know, tell me something about what you're thinking and feeling when you listen to this episode, what you'd like to hear more of, what speaks to you. I really do like hearing the feedback. Thank you. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at PowerForthWhistle, P-O-W-E-R, number 4-T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, email PowerForthWhistle at gmail.com or send us a DM on any of that social stuff. Links and handles can be found in the show notes. Well, once again, we have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew.